Well, hello and welcome Recording to Talk. I'm Bill Sparks, and we have a Zoom problem today, so just bear with us for a moment or two, and Nolan, I'll make you co-host and do all the good things, but something happened with the news, Jaws version, and the scripts, and they're not playing nicely. We can't make you co-host and do all that kind of stuff unless I switch screen readers here. So we'll do that in the background and turn it over to you and you can introduce Jenny and go from there. I hope. Yep, I did hit the button for Nolan. He spelled on mute. Okay. Okay. He can't unmute, so. Right again. Hold on, I just hit the button again. Okay. There we go. There, there you we go. Are. That should have done it. Yeah, we're Sorry having a Zoom that issue. Was my, yeah. You gave me permission, and then I went ahead and thought, oh, you better mute yourself till he's officially started oh. here. So I remuted, and I apologize. I didn't realize that. Uh, and I'll work on the other problem here yep, in the exactly. background. <laughs> exactly. No problem. Hey, everybody. It's uh, glad to have you along. It's another great Tuesday. Quick housekeeping stuff. We will not be here on July 4th. Uh, the program will not air live that day. Um, on July 11th, we will have a buddy read discussion of the Sherry Gomes book, Haven, which I followed Bill Sparks' example the other day and bought it from Audible. And uh, and so I'm, I haven't read it yet, but I'm ready to tear into it uh, sooner than later. Um, the question has come in by one of our listeners. If I can't unmute myself, how am I supposed to talk? The answer is we'll let, we will unmute you when you raise your hand with Alt-Y or Command-Y on the Mac. And uh, there's a way to do it on your phone, but I'm not as familiar. I, I won't lie. But if you can put your hand up, then we will unmute you and give you a chance to, to speak up. So that's how that works. Um, a lot to do tonight and some fun things to talk about. Uh, Jenny's here. Do you want to jump in and make sure your mic's working and all that good stuff? I hope it's still working. It still is. <laughs> Very good. Have a, we do have an interesting show, I hope, and... I, this is the fastest hour of my week. I think Me too. It goes faster and faster. Me too. And I, I approach it with a lot of fear and because I'm, oh, what if you don't have enough stuff? What are you going to do? You, you can't just sit there and dead air this thing. You, what you And so I have all this stuff laid aside that we're never going to get to tonight, but it's it's just kind of how it works. And then all of a sudden it's 6 o'clock on the East Coast, and I'm thinking, well, where did that go? What happened? <laughs> yeah, so, I know. I completely understand that feeling. So you want to do a, a review or two and then get into a topic? How do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do one. Let's do a quickie. Um, this did not go to DB Review. I've decided that I'm going to deliberately withhold from sending it to the list. Um, I'm going to deliberately withhold some reviews during the week until after I've talked about them here, because there's a fair number of DB review people in this podcast, and if they came here and got nothing but repeats every week, they will eventually stop coming, I'm afraid. We want to prevent that. My first book is one that did not make it yet to the list, but will. This is a five-star read for me. I started it late last night and awakened at three in the morning and just had to lay there until it was finished. Um, this is called The Push by Ashley Audrain, A-U-D-R-A-I-N. And uh, as soon as I get to it, here it is, DB102. And uh, it's 102320 is the, is the order number. Um, oh, sorry, that's going to make noise. It's not good. 
Sorry, sorry. I need to turn those things off. I never remember to do that. Just drives me crazy. All right. Um, again, the book is called The Push. The author is Ashley Audrain, A-U-D-R-A-I-N. This was a really hyped book in 2020 and throughout much of 2021. I just read it yesterday, and I understand where the hype is coming from. Here's the setup real quick. Blythe Connor, uh, she becomes Connor. She and her first boyfriend, then husband, Fox, are very much in love as this begins. You see their happiness. They are absolutely <clears throat> enmeshed with one another in good ways. And uh, let me, let me, I've got to kill that. Hold on. There. Sorry. They are super close as the book begins. Eventually they marry young people and they decide he wants especially a family. Now, what you need to know is that Blythe came from a home with an incredibly dysfunctional mother who was just a hater, a psychopathy kind of, ooh, creepy, creepy mother. And her mother, Blythe's grandma, was the same way. So this is a multi-generational difficulty here in these in this family. There's they're just loveless, these mothers. They're absolutely dysfunctional. So when Fox starts talking about having a baby, Blythe's a little worried about that. What if I'm the kind of mother my 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 parent, my mother was, my grandmother, etc. And you get to see vignettes of how the grandmother and mother behave. So I'm so sorry for this. Let me uh my family is blowing up my phone and uh, that's all the noise you're getting there. I'm gonna try to hide it somewhere far far away that should work so the pregnancy happens and she's worried about it the child is born it's a little girl and the child is absolutely seemingly filled with hate toward the mother right out of the right out of the chute as it were and they don't get along at all and this is the story of a really harried mother the husband's like oh it's all your imagination no fox she doesn't like me we aren't getting along well she screams and screams when you're gone, and eventually the mother begins to withdraw and just let her scream and scream. He comes home and finds them in that state and goes crazy. You have no business doing this to her, et cetera, et cetera. So the years get worse, and the child becomes increasingly distant and cunning in her distance. The child's name is Violet. Eventually, there's a second pregnancy. The little boy's name is Sam. And to Blythe's happiness, her sheer delight, she and Sam hit it off right from second one. The minute her milk comes in, she is in paradise. She's forgotten all that labor pain stuff, and she and that little boy are joined at the soul. Um, a tragedy happens, and this book just becomes creepier and creepier and more downhill from there, and it is a magnificent read. I can't. I gave it five stars on Goodreads today. I, I had no choice. Uh, it really, in my mind, lived up to its hype, and I don't know. I, I just can't tell you strongly enough that you should read this. The narrator is Marin Ireland. And she is just incredibly well narrates this book. She just does a magnificent job. Again, it's called The Push. The author is Ashley Audrain. Audrain just released a brand new book this past week. I have not yet read it, but I will now that I've read this one because uh, we'll see if it suffered from, you know, the sophomore blues that happens sometimes in new authors. This is a great debut novel. It's creepy. It will. Some of you may remember the old movie in the 60s called Bad Seed. And uh, that's actually also a book on Bard. This had, for me, overtones of the bad seed in it. It was about a little girl who did incredibly horrible things to adults as she grew up. And um, so this is, this is a little like that if you have a memory of that old movie. Uh, that one scared me to death as a kid when I watched it one time, too. So that's my first review, The Push by Ashley Audrain.
Ooh, that's good. I don't know if I can top that. Now you're going to make me have a hard time to follow that up. <laughs> that sounds like a really good book. It really is. The one that I think I want to talk about is called You'll Never Know, Dear. It's a novel, a novel of suspense, and it is by what is, uh, Hallie Efren. It's the only book I ever read by her, and if I found another one, I'd probably read it. She was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, this story is about the mother who is a – she makes porcelain dolls. She's a collector, and she makes them, and she also has repaired them. And she has two little girls, Lizzie and Janie. Lizzie's seven and Janie's four when this book starts. And they're outside playing in the yard and they have one of these very valuable dolls that they play with. And Lizzie runs after a puppy that that comes into the yard that she sees. And while she's gone chasing the puppy, something happens to Janie, to the four-year-old. And when when Lizzie gets back, Janie's gone. And they have no idea where she went. And, of course, there's all of the, you know, she, it goes into her her growing up, Lizzie's growing up years and the guilt and, the, and everything that goes on with, you know, this missing your sister and wondering what happened to her. Because, you know, she, Lizzie at the time felt, even though she was only seven, she felt kind of responsible because she was supposed to be keeping an eye on her while they were playing. And so they spend they spend time looking for her, and finally her mother st- every year puts a an ad in the paper looking for her daughter and posting a picture of this very special doll that was unique that would be a one of a kind. So whoever has, and she thinks that whoever has Janie probably has this doll. So this goes on for 40 years. And then one day she gets a call from someone who claims to be Janie. And so this, and then it picks up from there, and and you go through all of the, well, what do I do? Do I believe this person? Do I not believe them? And and it's the, all the things that happened to this girl, if it is her, and it it was very good. It was one of those books I stayed up all night to finish it. I kept thinking it was getting close to the end, and I said, what else can they do to these poor people? And I just kept reading and reading, and once again, that is... You'll Never Know, Dear, A Novel of Suspense, and it's by Hallie Efron. That's H-A-L-L-I-E-E-P-H-R-O-N. And the number is DB92952. Sounds like my kind of book. I really got addicted to the thriller. Oh, well, that one was a thriller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, probably not healthy. I had the same experience you did. I read this Ashley Audrain book until about... Oh, 1130, and then woke up at 3 and said, you know, I'm not going to get back to sleep. I may as well finish it. So, all right. We have uh, Don All right. with his hand up. And uh, Don, you should be able to unmute now. Okay, you got me there now. You are. Yep, yep, you're here. There you, are. Yeah. you did it. Don Wardlow here from New Jersey. Now, I might read the second of those two books, the one <laughs> I've never know, dear. But I think the first one, in my own personal case, would might be too upsetting. Yeah, it, it's it's I, dark. I I some of you know me from the the DB review site, and some of you don't. But I've dealt with depression for a lot of years, and off and on. You know, it's not always. You know, um, mm-hmm. but 
you know, when it's bad, it's bad. And when certain things trigger it, you know, it's, it's bad. And we have a, the case here, the book, the, the mother sounds for all the world, like my mother-in-law, oh, gosh. who was oh, an absolute, no. absolute psycho. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know who you said the main characters were, but her mother and grandma oh. sound like two copies of my mother. Oh, that's grim. Yeah, and oh, mercifully, we never had any children. You uh-huh. know, as much as much as on one hand, I regret that, that, that we didn't have any children. But on the other hand, their grandma would have been such a yep. lunatic. Yep. You know, they God only knows what might have happened. Right. But uh, that book might might be too upsetting for me. Now, I don't know about the other one. I, I might give that one a whack. I believe in the old adage, reader, know thyself. And I, yeah. I think that's huge. Uh, <laughs> and if, if you want, you, you tell me and I'll... I'll lay out a, a book that I've been reading recently. Oh, I, I think you can I think you can go ahead and talk about your book. I think that'd be okay right now if you'd like. Okay, well, I couldn't finish it actually. I I thought I I thought I'd manage it, but I never did. And that was Stephen King's Fairy Tale. Okay. And that's gotten a lot of good press, but I just I'm not a real fantasy guy. Okay. And when there the if you haven't read the book, the book opens up in our world. And there's a guy, Charlie, who's the main character, and there's uh, an older gentleman, Howard Bodich, and Howard, when he dies, he leaves Charlie a cassette describing how to get to this other world, so it's very different from ours, you know, it's like, kind of, like, uh, as if you had gone backwards into England in the past, although it really, it isn't even that. But it's just, and I just, once I got into the other world, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't get into it. So, unfortunately, I had to get rid of that one, which I don't often do with Stephen King, but his stuff has been mixed over the last couple of decades. Yeah, it's been hit and miss, hasn't it? Don't yes, feel bad, because I could not read 11, 22, 63. I love that book. Oh, yeah. that was fantastic. I tried and tried to get into that, and I, I made it through the first times they went back to the uh, to the past, and and then when that, that crazy couple that he was going to try to stop her, that guy from murdering the kids or whatever. Yes, the I guy Dunning, right? Yeah. I, Harry Dunning. Oh, and you know, you know what was cool was <laughs> that was a rare book i was working then believe it or not you know i i actually did work once upon a time <laughs> and because i was I, I spent some money and i bought the portable version of this mm-hmm. and i didn't have it about five minutes and then i fell and i busted my shoulder at three places oh my God. And, oh, man. and did my head an injury which i didn't know then but that has been more of a hindrance in my life since then than the busted shoulder was so with that shoulder i had enough time to sit there and read eleven twenty two sixty three. i didn't have much else i couldn't do that's a good long so, one to read isn't it? and that book was the audible version was read by craig watson and he did an absolutely marvelous job reading that book and i'm fascinated by the time slightly before my own time before i was born i was born in 1963 i was seven months old when kennedy was killed and i could only just imagine you know my mom first of all there were four other children my big brother was 11 and then there were three sisters and then there was me the the infant you know seven months old and she she had to keep all of us sane in in those four days after he was killed and that's something mom 
refused to talk about when when I got older and I asked her about it. She said, don't ever bring that subject up. I don't want to talk about how I survived those those four days with all you kids running around. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> now, all right. Well, thank you for your comments. <laughs> anytime. Thank you. Any other hands up? Not at this point. All right. I do have a comment to make, and we got a Gina to make a comment. I'll make. I just want to ask a question, and you guys can talk about it if you want to during the show. And that is, what is your favorite audio device to listen to a Bard, an Audible, a Bookshare book? And just think about that and give it some thought. It may be multiple. Devices and you can give reasons if you like. Now I'll shut up and let Perry hand it over to Gina. Yep, go ahead, Gina. You can okay. There she is. Oh, there I am. Well, I I suppose you might think my book isn't as exciting as the guys, the ones you guys are reading. Um, but I am reading a book. Um, it's called Bright Lights, Prairie Dust, uh, Reflections of Love, Loss, and I don't know something else. I never can remember these long titles. Yeah, it's by Karen Grassley, who is the lady who played Caroline Ingalls on Little House on the Prairie. I found out about this book because a friend of mine told me that all the, well, pretty much all the actors and actresses who were on that show have written autobiographies. There's that one. There's one written by Melissa Gilbert called Prairie Tales. There's another one written by the lady who played Nellie Olson. Um, I don't know if I should say the title here, so I will call it Confessions of a Prairie Biscuit. But that's not that's not the actual title. Uh, <laughs> I think we know. There's one written either by or about Michael Landon. So I had to get the series. And then there were the Laura, Zingle, Laura Ingalls Wilder's books that I wasn't going to download, but I did because I decided I needed to reread them. But um, I started reading it last night, and it's kind of a hard book to read so far, but I'll be interested to see how it comes out because it talks about um, – Ms. Grasley's struggles with addiction, and I guess she had some issues with Michael Landon while they were doing Little House on the Prairie. And um, all I got to say is, I hope it's a book with a happy ending. All right. Well, thank you. That's you're welcome. That's good information to have. And um, what do I listen to my stuff with? Victor Reader Stream, Second Generation. Okay. So on these regarding these products uh, or devices, rather. Mine is a little odd. Uh, at night when I go to bed, I prefer a Victor Reader Trek. Uh, not because I'm going to get up and roam around the house and need the satellite to, to help me find the bathroom or anything, but I don't know. It's just what I have. And somehow at night, I want the privilege or the, the, the opportunity to just very rapidly, if I'm even if I'm half asleep, push buttons and get the end result. So by day, it's an iPad, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. I would prefer that or my phone to... Yeah, to anything except for whatever reason at night i just uh it's easier to just slap a button and and get on with things instead of flicking and and then making sure you're in the right place etc um plus i need my phone battery for work during the day so that's the other piece so yeah that it's it's odd but uh, by day it's an ipad and at night it becomes a, a victor reader trek no it's your choice go ahead perry <laughs> Don is uh, wanting to get in. Come on, Don. Come on in, yeah, Don. Yeah, I've got my Bard machine, and 
other than that, I don't know if there's another term you guys use for it. I call it my bard machine. Yeah. And really, I, I tried when I first got my phone to use the bard thing on the phone, and it just wiped out my battery, and I mm. really, really didn't didn't gotten to it. Mm -hmm. But my machine, I've had a number of them because I do tend to break them, unfortunately. And, but without it, I was 10 weeks in a hospital, and... During those 10 weeks, if I didn't have my Bard machine and a whole lot of books, I don't know. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have held on to what few marbles I have got. There you go. Daylight TV, daytime TV is just mindless. Oh, it's awful, yeah. yeah. And the beauty of a Bard machine in a hospital setting is if, it, if some nurse accidentally knocks it off, you can get a replacement. Or if somebody walks <laughs> out with it, um, <laughs> you, you can get it replaced. So that's... A lot safer than dragging your iPad or your iPhone into a into that kind of a setting Hospital. and hoping for the best. I remember it would do them a lot of good to walk yeah. with it. Uh, yeah, I remember being in intensive care after the heart surgery and picking up my iPhone that was side. They brought my iPhone and I was listening to a Bard book that night. That's cool. So I mean. That's just one of the devices I use. Also, that iPad also use. Well, those are probably don't really have a Victor Trek anymore. I might try the new generation of the hymns, but they're one and the same. But a lot of people vary in the different things. And Audible can be used on just about anything. My hymns player that I have, the uh, what do you call it? The version six, the six mini. That works real well for Bard books and Audible books and Bookshare. So you can use that device for all of them. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, anybody. Uh, we have Gregory. Come on in now. Uh, you can hit your unmute. You may have to give it a double shot, Perry. We may, we're not hearing there you. There we yet. go. There it is. There you go. Okay, there we go. kind of fiddle around with it a little bit. Uh, I use the uh, Humanware Stratus. Uh, I've had it since 2010. And I had a very dear friend that uh, is now deceased. Uh, and oddly, we, although we went to the School for the Blind together, we were three years apart. And of course, of course I, my last year there, I was a freshman. She was a sixth grader. I, we, uh, as I said, I never knew her. I knew her name. Everybody knew everybody else's name. But you didn't consort with a sixth grader if you were a ninth grader. That's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But years later, uh, we met up through uh, uh, emailing. And for uh, 10 years, I called her or emailed her every day because she was a a bard uh, enthusiast, and so was I. We mm -hmm. would just have the best times reading books and talking about them and, and of course, everything else. But uh, anyway, uh, I uh, so I use the Stratus, the Stratus version uh, 12, I think it is, uh, for my uh, books. And it, it, I have S, an SD card, and it, uh, you know, download my books from uh, the bard on the computer and then put them on the card and, and mm -hmm. uh, uh read and read and read and, and uh, until man and actually until sometimes i can't stand to listen to another spoken word yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like we talked about that last week about why we read braille but uh uh 
25, 28 years ago, actually, I had back surgery. I was in the hospital. I had the old uh, uh, cassette player uh, that NLS put out, mm-hmm. and its battery went dead while I was in the hospital overnight. Mm-hmm. I asked the nurse so I could plug it in. She said, oh, we'll have to check with the hospital engineers. They weren't what? Cr- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so that, that, that was a long night in a lot of respects because, you know, just about time you fell asleep, there'd be somebody skulking past your head to check your vitals and your yeah, meds. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, I, I should have known that was coming and, and just had my wife sneak up on me for a week or something uh, to, to get me acclimatized to that. But uh, uh, was, was this an OSU hospital? No, this oh, this was at right. uh, uh, Mount Carmel West. In okay, Columbus. all right. Well, you no, just saved me. From, you saved me from a snarky comment. So thank you. <laughs> well, that, yeah, we we don't even want to open that stuff. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's not germane to the topic. Thanks for your comments. Hey, appreciate you're, it. You're very welcome. Uh, appreciate it. We have Mary. Mary is next. Go ahead, Mary. I hit your butt for you. So you build on mute. Hello? Hi, go ahead. Um, Nolan, you don't know me, but I've been on the book review list since it started. Wow, good for you. I, I've only posted once. That's okay. I'm so busy reading. It's all right. And I wanted to say, I just discovered this podcast, and I wanted to say from last week about the Braille. Sometimes I do read Braille, especially if a book has really impressed me. But the book that really cost me to read it in Braille was The Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I read it audibly first, and I loved it, but I wanted to see the languages. Yeah. And so I prompt went as soon as I knew I could get a copy of Braille, I did. And the <clears> other <throat> thing I just um, want to say for the devices I like, uh, I basically use, I'm not good with the iPhone or anything like that, but I use the NLS player and the Victor Reader Stream 3. And that's what I use. Also, I'm testing a certain, helping a beta test a certain device for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. NLS. Are you liking that Stream 3? Yes. Are you? Uh-huh. Good. Uh, and the other thing, I don't have the book number on this. I just discovered this podcast and I didn't, I was gone today and I didn't know if I'd get home in time to get in here. But We're So I don't have it. the book number on this and I don't even know if you guys already talked about it. But one of my favorite books that I read in the past month is Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. You know, it's not come up yet. That's interesting. Well, I it doesn't say it's fantasy, but I sort of look at it a little bit. Is It's about an elderly lady who has lost her husband, and there's a mystery about the death of her son. And she's 70 years old, and she's depressed a little bit. She takes, not that she needs the money, she takes a night job cleaning at an aquarium. And she... Well, she she's more friendly with the animals than she is with people. She's not uh, against people. She just, you know, they keep out. Are you okay? Are you? And you know, she says, "I'm okay. I'm okay." You know, and she mm-hmm. doesn't want any help. Mm-hmm. But one night, uh, she discovers this octopus has got out of his uh, container, you know, his aquarium, and he's looking for food, and he gets stuck. And she gets him unstuck, and so he starts to notice her. And it's done by two narrators. One is that Marina Ireland that you yes. really like. Yes. And there's this guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he reads the voice of the octopus. And the octopus, he's counting down the days of his captivity. Uh, and he sees, he doesn't see humans very well, but because she got him out of a bad spot, because he only had so long to get back to us in the water or he died. And so she saved his life, basically, but she doesn't know that. Uh-huh. And so he started watching her, and there's a bunch of things going on with the family mystery that about her son's death. And somehow he gets involved in that, 
And it's just uh, the part about her and her family and friends is told in the third person, but the part about the octopus it, in the first person, and it's well worth, at first when I thought, an octopus? Right. But it's called Remarkably Bright Creatures because on the plaque near his uh, uh, aquarium, he's, uh, it says, one of the things it says about octopus is that they're remarkably bright creatures, and he also says, yes, I can read. <laughs> so, Very I mean, cool. there's all these snarky remarks and but yet you see both her and him and the people around her change as the story goes on and i as i say i, I don't have the book number because i wasn't expecting to be actually on here this afternoon but That's... i'm glad to discover this podcast and we hope you'll come back I it's... hope so too. I I do volunteer work at the uh, Center for the Blind here in Arizona on Tuesdays. Uh -huh. At, uh, depending on transportation, if I get home in time, we'd love to have you uh, back. But if I don't, uh, I will be listening to the podcast. Sure. Yeah. The order number is DB107924 for the book she just recommended, Remarkably Bright Creatures, DB107924. The author's last name is Van Pelt. It's two words, V-A-N, P-E-L-T. The first name is Shelby, S-H-E-L-B-Y. So uh, that's the order number on it. So. And we have Sherry. So, Sherry, go ahead, and you should be good to go. All right. Okay. Um, so, first of all, I mostly read on my various Victor Reader Dream-type devices, mostly on a track. I do have a, a third generation, but I still go back to my track because it has more internal memory. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of SD cards with many, many, many books, so that's my easiest way to read. I don't read with my iPhone because I have really terrible insomnia, and the slightest thing can make me awake for the rest of the night. And so I'm locking my phone and unlocking my Braille display and yep. trying to find my place in a book and read by that. Yep. By the time I did all that, I'd be wide awake for the rest of the night. I, that's how I relate to that completely. Yeah, I yeah. read Audible mostly on my Trek or my Alexa devices, mm -hmm. and I read Kindle and Bookshare mostly on my computer with JAWS. Interesting. But I will also read um, Kindles on my Echoes. Mm -hmm. And I was going to give you a quick plug for a book. I read it a few days ago. It was one of those up all nights reading. Mm -hmm. It's my kind of book. I've been really racking my brain to find the best way to review it on DB Review because I love it. It'll probably be my best book of this year. Wow. It's called An Inquiry into Love and Death. And it's by Simone St. James. That's S-I-M-O-N-E-S-T period James. And I don't know the DB number off the top of my head, but I liked it so much. I downloaded all the other books by her on Bard and went to Audible to find more. It's gothic-y, and I love gothics, and I don't think a lot of people write them very well anymore. It's kind of a different type of story than romantic suspense. Romance is not the major thing in a gothic novel. Mm -hmm. It's There's a mystery. There's a slight touch of romance. It's historical fiction that takes place a few years after World War I ended. There's a ghost. There's all two human bad guys. There's a quaint little town on the coast of England somewhere. A very plucky, as they might say, heroine, but I like her. She's a really strong heroine without it being shoved in your face that she's a strong heroine. And I love the I love the setting. I love the mystery. You have the mystery of she goes to this town to get her uncle's things her uncle died there and her uncle was a ghost hunter and she had kind of a special relationship with him and so she wants to do right by him and she starts trying to figure out why he went there and why he died so there's the mystery of the ghost 
And when I first saw a ghost, I thought, oh no, but I stuck with it. But there's also the mystery of why Uncle Toby died and what happened. And you have the two different mysteries. Interesting. And how she goes about solving it. I absolutely love, love, love this thing. Interesting. I couldn't stop reading. I read another one by her the other day. I'll be reading more. I just, it kept me going. It kept me interested. I liked her and I just like every, there's nothing I didn't like about it. Interesting. Thank you. That's great. The order number on that is DB108368. Should anyone want that? And again, the book is An Inquiry into Love and Death, DB108368. If you belong to the Legend Book Talk mailing list, Jenny's really good at sending out the books we talk about and the corresponding order numbers if they exist. And so um, that's a really good reason to belong to that list. Uh, and if somebody wants to get on that list, Jenny, how might they do it? They can go to legend-booktalk, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io. Just send a blank email to that address, and then the moderators will get you signed up. Costs you nothing other than that blank email, and it's well worth it. It's very low volume at this point, um, but you do get a list of the books, which is helpful to me because I can look at it and say, oh, I've already talked about that. I guess I better not do that this week. Any other thoughts on devices that you find particularly useful to listen to these or read these with? I guess I sound like a copycat, but I use my, my iPad lots of times, and I also use my my phone. I don't use my phone as much because, well, I have it streaming into my ear, mm -hmm. and it's a little harder to pay attention to everything else that's going around at the same time I'm reading if I do that. Makes so sense. I have a tendency to use my iPad unless I want to be quiet mm -hmm. or like somebody said, an echo device mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. um, my uh, Braille note if I read a Braille book. Sure. They don't make them anymore, but the Amazon, not Amazon, but uh, yeah, I guess it is. Or what are they called? The taps, the um Oh, yeah, those little tiny Echo devices that don't have speakers. I think it was the Amazon Tap. Yeah, they yeah. Was, yeah Amazon was. Tap. They're round-like, and they had a rechargeable bed, and you could take it around the house or outside or mm -hmm. whatever, and they're harder and harder to find now because mm -hmm. they don't make them anymore, but the battery would last for hours and hours and hours, and it has a great, great tone. <laughs> and you can listen to millions of other yeah. radio stations. So if you're really interested in one of those, you need to go to this place called eBay mm. uh, yeah. and take yeah. your chances. And take your chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your PayPal it, the thing going. On. Yeah, uh-huh. Or something cool. going. You don't have to use PayPal um, anymore. But true, true. still, it, it's legitimate. There's no question about it, but the devices are wonderful. They cost about $69.79 bucks, mm -hmm. and they're round. Battery probably lasts you 12 to 15 hours. Nice. And it it does audible, and mm -hmm. probably I think you could even do book share on them now, too, but definitely. And with the new program, you can do the other app that will not, the you know, the, the beta version of the other app. So Mm -hmm. It's just one of the things that they don't make anymore. When something's good, then they stop making it. Oh, yeah. Never, and of course, works. it never fails. Mm -hmm. When you want something at the grocery store, you like it, you like it, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fail. And that's what happened with these round little cylinders. 
Absolutely. And they sound good, too, for their size. Got one more raised hand, Perry? We have Deborah, yes. So you should be good to go, Deborah. Go ahead and hit your on mute. There we go. Sorry, there you, there you go. Figuring out what to do. Yeah, mostly I wanted a couple of comments. First of all, I'm an iPad. I mean, an iPhone junkie when it comes mm -hmm. to my Bard. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is because I happen to charge my phone by my bed. So if I'm in the bed and I listen, it's right there. Yep. And I can carry it around with me everywhere I go. And mm -hmm. I usually use one earphone all the time mm -hmm. when I do that. Um, it's Peculiar, I know, but that's really it. And I'm, well, I think one of the reasons that it's what I really like the best is because I am partially sighted. Okay. And that, and so I can understand how it would be more difficult if you mm -hmm. were fully blind. But mm -hmm. boy, oh boy, it is just. Um, I used to have one of the Bard machines, mm -hmm. and it got so old having to load books. And what I would do is I would like maybe put yeah. fifty books on my. Yeah. On my, on my cartridges because I had some big ones. Right. And, well, you know, it, it really was almost like just getting them from the, from the, from the library, you know, and, and the cartridges because you know, and you're kind of stuck with the ones that were on your device unless you wanted to go through all the trouble of going and getting another one. Right. So, right. you know, I, yeah. I don't think I could ever do anything better. Um, yeah. I've been in the, um, Beta, te beta testing of the thing on the device that I probably somebody else mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's for me, partially because I really like it that I'm not like spewing stuff all over the house with noise. Right. And also that I don't, I want it to track me through the house. Right. If I'm in one part of the house. I don't want it in the other part of the house too. Right. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for me. All right. Well, thank I just you. Appreciate your comments. I do okay. use one other thing, and that uh -huh. is when I load books, I put up, push, or put in my wish list. Mm -hmm. When I go through things like DB Review, All right. I always use my iPad to put them on there. Because oh, again, interesting. I, yeah. Uh -huh. But um, then the other thing I wanted to mention is that I am currently reading that um, the Bright Creatures book. That oh, is good. just absolutely charming. You're enjoying I'm it. Finding it very enjoyable. Outstanding. Yes. I've not read it yet. I just mm -hmm. everybody it's, that I've talked to loves it. Almost universal. Well, yeah, so, yeah. And, and I think that the narration, um, the lady that was talking about before mentioned the narration, mm -hmm. but the guy who is the narrator mm -hmm. of the octopus is so perfect. Great. I mean, wow. it's just great. It's just, it's like he's a very kind of um, erudite, I think mm -hmm. is the way he sounds. And, it, mm -hmm. and it's perfect. So yeah. very pleasant. Thank reading. you. Appreciate that. Any other thoughts, comments, other raised hands that we don't, I don't see? We do not have any hands, no. Okay, great. One device, though, that we haven't mentioned <clears throat> when we read books, I use my Victor second generation, the NLS player, and I also use the NLS e-reader. We haven't mentioned that one yet. Interesting. How do you like that? Do you like the e-reader? I do. It's it's a good way to read books in Braille, when you, you know, because there, there's just certain things that you read, and it's like, well, I could listen to this, but if I really want to know something about it, I'm better if I could read it in Braille. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, there really are things that lend themselves best to Braille. That's a fact. Uh, we were, we were talking about that the other day and I got mm -hmm. thinking after the show, you know, I've read a lot of the uh, Elizabeth George books, the, oh, Inspector 
Dr. Lindley, and I've read every one of those in Braille, I think. Wow. And part of it is because she, when she writes, she uses the English, the, the British yeah. English spelling of things, mm -hmm. and I think that, that fascinates me, because mm -hmm. you can't tell the difference if somebody's reading it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Good for you, though, for reading those in Braille. That takes some stamina. That that's Those are not short. No, none of them are short. <laughs> Golly. And sometimes I catch myself going, would you please end this? Yes, I've been there with those books as well. It's like, can we shave 30% off, and I'll bet nobody will miss it. Is there yeah, what's going on with the I wonder why she does that. I don't know. If it's payment by the word, she's a billionaire. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this last one, I forget what it was I read. It was good, but mm -hmm. I was like, halfway through, I was going, okay, you're done now. Get to the chase. <laughs> If I were a young guy in my 20s, I might have a goal to read War and Peace in Braille or one of those really <laughs> long ones. I don't have that kind of time left anymore, guys. I don't think I could make it. Gone with the Wind was the longest thing I read in Braille, I think. Oh, my goodness. I read, oh, did that in school. I don't know if I would do it now Good or not. for you. Well, that's, that's huge. All right. <laughs> Next week, I would love to talk about series books. What are the advantages of a good series? What are the disadvantages? How do you handle them? That's for next week if, that, if everybody else is in agreement with that. That you should know, be an interesting topic. Yeah, it fascinates me because I currently have 65 going, and that's too many. And um, I'm aware of that. I get it. But, but uh, yeah, so that's a topic I would love to explore next week. And um, arguably, some of you may be able to help me get a handle on the uh, series Hydra or Monster or whatever. It is. Got and I wish Bard would put some kind of notation on the series. You really need to read this in order to make this make sense, to yeah. get the most out of it or something. That would be helpful. Them, Even the like number. I mean, yeah. I do that with my reviews on DB Review. In parentheses, you'll see I'll put such and such a series name, number seven or number three or whatever. And people then can look at it and make a decision. But gosh, even the number would be helpful sometimes in those barred uh, annotations. Something. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but I do have a phone number for you, if Nolan, for you some help. It's called one eight hundred. It's called one eight hundred. Get a life. Anyway, six. Yeah, no big deal. But wow, you know, just saying, you know. But I'm just as bad though, Nolan. So, you know, we go back so many years, you can even get away with that, right? But Nolan, I'm in the same boat. So it's not a bad number to memorize. I'll grant right. you that. Yeah. There's yeah. days <laughs> there are days uh, i do oh, need help with that me. myself so i worry about myself sometimes I, yeah. <laughs> and uh while he's not hasn't spoken up on the call uh my beloved friend and, and db review moderator don horn has even expressed some concerns about my uh <laughs> my book habits so <laughs> i respect that he may be right <laughs> i think greg's gonna echo that yeah he's gonna yep, i think greg's he's gonna straighten he's gonna this all come out back here. in maybe straighten this all out that's right well, we may have to wait on it. But. Yeah, while he's unmuting, Bill, I don't know if people can, can do this. So, I mean, if I'm out of line, just tell me. But if somebody has something that they really want to contribute to the show, I imagine they can call the 800 number and, and leave messages that way. I would yeah. think, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. 800-693-0595, option two, and make sure you mention it's for Book Talk. Yeah, let us know what show it yeah. is. Yeah, and we'll... 
We'll, we'll there there you go, Greg. Come on in. Okay. Um, Nolan, uh, in, in the interest of uh, helping Nolan out, uh, <laughs> hey, that, that, number, <laughs> that get a light number reminded me of my, my, my friend that uh, I mentioned before. We used to have these extensive phone conversations. And, right. and she finally, and I would, and when I emailed, it's the same way. I, I was a typist. I love typing. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I'm not one of those uh, texters that can say something in, you know, 10 letters or less. So right. anyway, she would always kid me about getting on a website called www.on and on and on and on.com. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Nolan. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there are 300 people on that DB review list who would love it if I would sign on to that. And, and <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's true. So who's next on this shipwreck? <laughs> Speaking of reviews, are we? Yeah. Do we have time? We've got yeah, time we for do. one more at least. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe more. I want to do a little uh, hard left turn on this tonight. I, I we haven't touched on anything nonfiction, and I there are some nonfiction readers out there, believe it or not, and I'm I love those. Oh, well, let's go ahead and get the comment first. Uh, that would be Gina. So Gina, yeah. come on in. Go ahead and get that first. And you should be good to go, Gina. As soon as you hit your unmute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, screen. There she is. It worked. All right. Here I am. You wanted nonfiction? I just read a book called Diana, William, and Harry by James Patterson and Chris Mooney. Oh, interesting. And it talks about um, Princess Diana's life, starting with when her older sister, Sarah, got married. And it talks about her marriage, Prince Charles, and the birth of William and Harry. And then it talks about the... um, affair he had with Camilla Parker Bowles and their divorce and then it it talks about her death in um, 1997 and it talks about William and Harry's lives up until about um, 2022 maybe and it's a really good book and it's a commercial audiobook and the guy that reads it is Matthew Lloyd Davis and he's British so it just is very fitting that a British reader would read that book. And once again, it's right. called Diana, William, and Harry by James Patterson and Chris Mooney. All right. Thank you for that. And we have a caller in the uh, 407 area code. So if you want to go ahead and unmute. It's surely. So. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I just wanted to add uh, real quickly, you were talking about, and it's possible, it's been you know mentioned because we're kind of doing a couple things at once here, but you were talking about uh, what modes of reading uh, mm-hmm. that people really use and like the most. I will read anything possible in Braille if I can get it that way. Interesting. Um, and I usually use the uh, the Braille sense for most of it, but I, I do also have one of the e-readers and um, also a, a BI-20. Mm-hmm. And um, I only listen to things in audio if I can't find any other way, you know, to do it. Good deal. And, um, you know, if, if it just isn't available to download in Braille, I don't get anything hard copy anymore, hardly mm-hmm. at all. But mm-hmm. at, at some point, and I know this isn't exactly the venue to do it, but one of you that's really familiar, um, you know, and uses Audible very much, it's something I've been exploring a little bit recently, but I'm not sure I really like their price structure. And maybe <laughs> one of these, uh, sometime in the near future, I could talk with one of you that's a little bit more familiar with it, see what sure. your experiences are. So. Sure, we'd be glad to use that as a discussion one week. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would be great. But uh, anyway, I'm really, um, you know, enjoying, you know, what you guys are, are doing here every week. And thank you very much for putting it together. We're grateful to have you listening. Thank you for that. And we adapted your so your, your suggestion, Shirley. We made the passwords or the muting possible on people in the Zoom room. So 
Thank you, Nolan. Yeah, Go sorry ahead. about that. I just, you know, like I said, I'm I'm so used to, uh, and you certainly didn't have to do it because of me. I know, you know, that you guys were doing it unmuted, and I just needed to get used to that again. So, well, anyway. and frankly, Shirley, that makes it easier for us too, because then if somebody comes oh, in, okay. they've forgotten to yeah. do something. You know, they've forgotten to mute. It makes it easier okay. for us, well, too. So mm-hmm. Okay, that makes me feel better, because I felt kind of bad. No, don't. Don't at all. It was a great... It happened. I didn't mean to create an issue. No, no, so no, no. It you. was great. And, Nolan, take it away, and you can take okay. us home. Okay, I'm going to do this in that uh, same voice the guy used who did the uh, Federal Express commercials when some of us were young. You remember those commercials, right? The guy was... Uh, he used speech uh, compression and really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. I knew somebody would remember. Or you're just humoring me, and that's okay, too. So the last book I want to talk about super quickly, this is called Finding Chica, a Family. I'm sorry. Finding Chica, a Little Girl, an Earthquake, and the Making of a Family. The order number is DB97729. The author is Mitch Album. He's the author of, of Tuesdays with Maury, among other things. I love this book. It, it I was blinking back tears throughout much of it. It's essentially the story of Album and his wife who take possession of an orphanage in Haiti. One of the children in the orphanage was born three days after the devastating earthquake there. As a very small child, they learned that she had a, a, a terrible brain tumor. They brought her to the United States, and she lived with uh, Album and his wife while she was getting treat, treated. They thought initially she would be treated and then sent back to Haiti to the orphanage. Sadly, the little girl never recovered, and there was no real cure for the tumor. This is a tender book in which the little girl visits Album after she has died and poses questions to him that then make up the life lessons he includes in this book. It is a magnificent, short, super short little book. If you get the audio version, you get to hear clips of the little girl's voice, which makes it even more charming and poignant. Again, that's uh, Finding Chica, A Little Girl, An Earthquake, and The Making of a Family by Mitch Album. His last name is spelled A-L-B-O-M, by the way. And again, the order number is DB97729. I can't recommend it highly enough. It was a a real life uh, changer for me this week. That's it for me. I'm done. Well, I guess we're all done. Thank you so yep. much, everyone. We really appreciate it. Take See care, you all. next week. Have a good week. Record-